Hi, and welcome to the INA podcast, Impact. We're going to discuss security issues. Now, the one question you might have out there is, do you really know who you're hiring? In this episode, we'll discuss the benefits of using social media and open source for investigations and pre-employment screenings. INA was an early adopter and provider of social media screenings and investigations, so we have a lot of background in this. These screenings can provide valuable insight that gives a clear picture of an individual being hired or someone that you're investigating within a company or organization. There was recently a career builder survey that said 70% of employers said they use social media in some way to screen candidates. So INA has been doing this for years and we have the expertise and today we're going to go talk to Danielle Fink. She runs the department that provides the social media screenings for INA. All right, so here we are. We're going to talk to Danielle today. Danielle, if you want to give a little bit about your background for the audience out here, who you are, what you do at INA. Hi, how are you? Um, well, my background is in criminal investigations. Um, I actually went to school for a criminal justice program, and that actually led me to a position here at INA. From there, I've built myself up through the due diligence unit where I performed background checks, the investigation behind background checks, kind of building profiles about people that I was doing the checks on and moved my way up into management. And here I am now. Danielle manages the due diligence unit. So she does a lot more than just the social media screening, takes on a lot of responsibility within that organization. So let's get into a few questions about social media and background screenings and just general open source investigation. You know, that's a, it's a thing that a lot of companies are using, but don't quite understand. So explain a bit about what a social media open source investigation is. What happens? What, you know, what are these investigations and how can they be used? Well, we know a lot of times now social media and the internet is the big thing in the world and people put everything or little bits of information about themselves out there. We, what we do is we look into a person, a potential candidate to be hired on, seeing what kind of presence they have online, any social integration, and kind of build a profile about that individual, both from others' perspectives and their own, to see what kind of individual that you're going to be bringing into your company or that may already be employed within your company. So how can these types of investigations be used for pre-employment? Is there a difference between a pre-employment screening and a, like an internal investigation? Yes. For pre-employment screenings, we are governed by um, the Fair Credit Reporting Act. And so we have limitations as to what we can report and not report. But basically what we kind of do is we see what the individual has out there on social media, kind of the big platforms that we look for, and also in open source information that could be anywhere from names mentioned in articles to publications, anything like that. And we kind of build a report showing the client what kind of person that we're bringing into, um, they have any negative, or just what, what kind of person that they're bringing into. Yeah, so I guess a question we, you would get in this process is, can INA or does INA make a hiring decision? Who, who actually has to make that hiring decision? What does INA do within the process? Virtually, we are not governed by the FCRA. We are not allowed to make the hiring decision. We just provide the information to the client for that to let them read over the, review, the report, review it, and make their hiring decision. So they have to make the decision. INA can't do that for, for a client. Correct. We literally just provide information, give them the information, and then they have to make a decision based upon what we provide to them. 
Yes, that's correct. Sometimes, you know, we do have questions. The clients come back to us and ask us, you know, what certain particular information means where we can further clarify them, clarify for them because of our expertise as far as what they're looking at. So what about some limitations? What kind of limitations are there in the pre-employment screenings? Well, we cannot base, we cannot provide any information based on race, religion, you know, political views, anything like that. Those we're not allowed to use for employment decisions. Seven years is pretty much standard, right? Or Correct. And that falls with, we also do criminal civil background checks. That also files within those guidelines as well. We cannot report any information that is past seven year guideline. Right. And that, that a lot of that, that has to do with uh, state FCRA laws too, because I believe the federal one provides a little bit longer, but most of the states say seven years is uh, the guidance for a criminal and other things. That's correct. Um, it's a little different than, you know, if you're traveling internationally, um, you know, the federal guidelines are different, um, but we adhere to state guidelines as well, because we do do background checks within the United States and internationally as well. Okay, so how can these investigations be used in internal investigations? That, you know, that would be something. So, you know, you do a pre-employment screenings, there are limitations. Are the limitations not the same in internal investigations? And what can you find in a social media open source investigation that might be beneficial for a client or someone who is involved in even some sort of personal um, investigative case? So when we do an internal investigation, those FCR guidelines as far as seven-year rules and anything like that kind of fall by the wayside. We are allowed to do a more personalized investigation on an individual anywhere from, you know, I've, I've had a one instance where their individual just stopped, doing, stopped showing up to work one day. And a, a, when we did the internal investigation, it came up that they had recently been arrested, which would not be on any criminal record. And therefore, then they learned, you know, oh, that's why the employee's not at work because we found that information through open source. So absentee personnel, negative remarks, um, inflammatory remarks about a company or a product that may be being, may be being made for the company, that's all going to take into consideration. Um, you know, if they're hearing gossip throughout the halls that, you know, this individual is defaming the company, you know, the company might come to us and say, can you do an internal investigation for us, see what they're putting out there on social media so we can look into that. And also hostile terminations. They come to us think, saying, you know, we had, unfortunately, we've had to let this person go, but we're a little worried about the backlash on it. So they come to us to make sure that, you know, nothing is going on social media wise that they're not putting out there that, oh, you know, I'm going to come back at this company or anything like that. And so we take steps and measures to ensure that that's not happening as well. So what type of information can be developed from these investigations? What are you finding out there that, you know, you talked a little bit about it, but is there anything else you could add to it? Oh my, he'd be surprised what people put on the internet. <laughs> some, <laughs> some decide to keep their personal lives personal, um, which we're very grateful for sometimes. However, sometimes people put um, a lot more than you'd expect to ever learn about that person when they're, but generally anything that they like to put out there about themselves, hobbies, activities, pictures from vacations, anything like that. And then... Yeah, sometimes it goes down a little bit darker road. Um, we do some find some, excuse me, we do find some frivolous profiles out there about them that 
they wouldn't exactly like their employer to see, but you know, that all comes in the background check. If we find it, we put it in the report because if you're going to put it out there for public view, that's what the clients are looking for. There anything that you're putting out there about public view and it comes back to them. <laughs> so the, the type of information you're finding, um, is there, or I should say, is there any time when you can't really find any information or what can you even deprive derive from a, a social media account that may be privatized? Is there any information you can get from that? A lot of the newer social media sites, when they have privatized profiles, it, you can't gain a lot of information, but some of the profiles that have been out there longer, yes, you can kind of navigate around them slightly um, to see what is going on either presently or maybe some old posts that have came up. A lot of that also comes available on open source research. So if you go into the profile and it says, you know, privacy locked down, it's not always going to be the same in open source records because when you're looking at open source records, they take, they can sometimes take screen captures of past and previous comments, pictures that have been made and put it in there as a link for you to check out. And you can only check out that one link. You can't check out the whole profile, but it does give you a small, a bigger window than no window to look at the individual. So is it less common that you can't find any information nowadays or what, what's your perceptive, perceptive perspective on that? Well, I'd say it's about a 70, 30, maybe 65 35% chance that we're unable to find anything, but that can come, that, that can be due to multiple different things. We don't like to stereotype it in age brackets because the longer that the internet has been out there, more and more people are getting on and taking a look to everything to either engage with back with relatives or what have you or putting information out there. But what we can do is look, people put, like to put out there about, um, you know, job profiles, resume profiles, anything like that would give um, additional information to look for those people who with maybe have a common name, like John Smith. You know, if, if we have a name, John Smith, and an address, that can lead to maybe a little bit of information. But we also use secondary information through other sources we have available to where maybe we can track down a family member or an associate of an individual that could link us in some way to the subject's profile. Great. So privacy settings, you can typically get a little bit of information, either a photo or just some general information about the sub subject, even if they have it turned on, um, is what I'm hearing. Is that correct? Right. Yes. We can identify through photos, through matching employment, matching education, matching area, location, area, um, something like that. Yeah. So even with privacy settings, uh, people that think they're safe and or at least uh, hiding things probably aren't hiding as much information as they believe they are. Oh, that's absolutely correct. I always tell people, you know, they ask me what I do for a living. I'm like, well, put it this way. If you're on the internet, I will find you. <laughs> <laughs> So can you search mobile apps, uh, the, you know, apps that, use are, that are mobile only, and how does that benefit in an investigation? Absolutely. We can use these apps to search for, um, for individuals that used to be only in desktop settings to where people would have to be in front of the computer. But as we all know, people are on the go on their smartphones, and now a lot of these desktop entities have now become transitioned into mobile apps. And some profiles and some things can only be accessed on mobile apps. So we've taken the extra measures in order to make sure that we can securely look at them as well. 
it's great. So that, that's a really an added benefit to uh, to uh, what the uh, background checks of the pre-employment and other internal investigation checks, you know, we have here at INA that you can really use that to identify things that maybe some other uh, organizations aren't using. So it kind of goes to me that there's a lot of uh, artificial intelligence programs out there saying that they can do these checks, that they can help with these checks. Uh, INA likes to, you know, include, um, you know, looking at these checks, but they also like to have that human element. So what does an analyst provide that software can't? Oh, this actually I take great pride in my unit for because we are a great and skilled unit that in what we do. So we've taken a look at AI programs to where um, you may see on the internet when you're locally sourcing information for somebody that you may be looking into. Um, but these a lot of times are paid either paid subscriptions or you pay for the report. And basically what they do is they just kind of gather information and give you a list of possible profiles for individuals. They're not looking at factors of, um, you know, location, um, education, even email addresses, telephone numbers. Um, sometimes they can get good hits, but more than likely it's just a list of possibles. What we do is we take that human intuition and that human interaction and put it into our reports. So if the AI product is not using some of those informations that we have gathered on our own, they're not going to be able to locate the individual. What we do is we pull from multiple sources and basically create our own little spreadsheet of identifying information for subjects to where we can actually physically go through these profiles, search for them, and get and Basically, we can't 100% guarantee, but for the most part, um, we can guarantee it's them, whether it be through interactions and connections with family members, associates, you know, organizations that they may be tied in with. All that information is available on their social media, and we can go through and link through to make sure that we are providing the client, not with just a list of, oh, here's possible information that might be to them. This is probably Right. Probably so that's one of the, the one of the real benefits is that that human element that can actually look at the information and discern what it means and not Absolutely. just grab like a, a list of keywords or, you know, keywords with uh, some things that are taken out, you know, say negative factors in there as well. And can take a look at the data and provide so provide that human uh, understanding that a lot of times programs can't always provide or that they'll get overwhelmed with that. You know, a lot of times these AI programs, not all of them, um, but a lot of times they'll come back with tons of results that you have to shift through anyways. So, so there's always a need for the human element to kind of discern what the reports, what the information, the reports actually means. Absolutely. I always think, you know, these AI technology, they're, they're, they're coming up, they're coming close to, you know, how the human brain can <laughs> transit the information, but it, nothing's ever going to touch that because we put our investigative skills to work that you're not going to get through AI technology. Right. And there's, I know you guys often do things and have to like discern or think of new ways of doing things almost constantly because the ever changing landscape of social media, it's constantly changing. Wouldn't you say? Absolutely. And we have to keep up, we keep up with that, <laughs> you know, whether it be through these new apps that are coming out or new programs that the younger generation are running through in order to, you know, to stay on the download from their parents. Sure. We have to stay, we have to stay almost a step ahead of them and think, you know, where can this go next? That way we're prepared for it. So when it does hit, we're ready to roll. 
Danielle, I want to thank you for your time today. I really appreciate it. And, you know, you keep, uh, keep working through that unit and developing those, uh, those pre-employment social media screenings, those internal investigations that really can help a client get the, get the things that they need for their organization to protect it, to provide safety to people, and to also make sure that individuals who shouldn't be hired for the organizations that are going to cause problems get in there. Um, thank you again for your time. We really appreciate it. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. All right. This has been INA's Impact Podcast. Thank you again for listening, and we hope that you're getting something out of it. If you have a question for us, send us an email at info at ina-inc.com, and we'll hear from you next time. Thanks. <laughs>